the party, having made their way to the western Kinlands and an old mine of Vamok and Quenbergs, they traveled inside, searching for Vale's aspect. Upon finding her, they struck a deal. She would engage in combat with them on one condition, that her daughter's lineage be honored and her spirit freed by way of one of the party becoming the godborn of Delagast, the ethereal of mercy. The two candidates, Brynjir and Mick, await the ethereal's arrival as Quenberg drops the protective veil that has kept her safe all these many years. Mick, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Are you sure, Mick? I think so. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Then best of luck to you. Thank you, Bernier. As I said, Quenberg speaks up from behind the two of you. Should both of you go and one of you is chosen, the other will cease to exist. Should one go and not be chosen, you will not probably get the chance again. But it's too late now. I feel something. I feel he is here, approaching. And then she kind of just freezes in this quizzical expression. In fact, the only one not trapped in time is Mick. Mick pretty obviously notices this and looks around and sees that everybody's frozen and awaits for what's to come. Near the middle of the room, there's a light, this soft bluish light that grows and grows until it's a pure bright white and then in a second it dissipates and where it bloomed is now a figure of human proportions human-esque features simple clothes a robe and a kind face they light down to you their feet barely touching the floor they stand a good head and a half taller than Quenberg Give her a simple raised eyebrow, and then their eyes land on you, Mick. So, it says, you present yourself for my choosing, do you? I heard that you were in need of a godborn. I've come to fill that vacancy, if you'll have me. It is not my need, but yours, that we will be addressing here. You set out on a task... One that has angered a good many of my siblings. In fact, you stand still, accused from my elder sister, Anahan. If I recall, or rather, if you seem to recall, I advocated for your group. While you were in her prison, you performed moderately well in the trials I set out for you to prove that you were more than what they said you were. And what do you think of me, then? I think you are serving your purpose as best you know and as best you can. Perhaps I can help you on that way. Time will tell. Though, do you understand what it is you're asking of me? What you will become? What will be required of you? I understand the best I can from those who I travel with who have also chosen the path or have been selected to become godborn. Yes, the godborn of Sindur, of Yakuda, and of Tentamer. These are your traveling companions. 
God-born that do not act in the way that God-born should. At least not for those that they have endeared themselves to. Nick, should you enter my service, it will anger even further those who seek your downfall. Egg has interceded not on your behalf, but in your common cause at least, and stopped Anahan for the moment from bringing forth judgment upon you. Should all of you be pressed into the service of the Ethereals, you may find reprieve from that judgment. But still among you there are mortals, and so long as Godborn and mortals mingle, you may all be tried as one. So, with you, you are one step closer to absolution, but each step you take only draws the ire of my sister. You must understand, Mick. There are things going on in the world that are much bigger than you. That is why Egg has intervened, for Anahan's attention was required elsewhere in more pressing matters. Yes, more pressing even than rogue godborn seeking a god-killing weapon. Mick, upon hearing this, will he kind of has a gentle smile that comes across his face, kind of realizing that they're not as hidden as they believe that they are, but then will quickly come back to his gentle and pleasant demeanor. And what information will I be privy to? That depends. Answer me this. What do you understand of mercy? I think Mick will take a pause at that. You know, I used to think that mercy was only allotted to those who deserved it. I used to think that my life was very unfair and that I deserved a little more mercy in my life. But being in the company of these, these who at times we have exercised mercy, and at others, more judgment. To simplify it, mercy is really giving to those who have not. That's what I think mercy is. Whether they deserve it or not, that's not for me to judge. Quite true. Mercy does not always go to the deserving. And there are many deserving of mercy in its various forms. Perhaps those downtrodden on the street deserve mercy. For their hardships and troubles to be lifted up out of their predicaments... But, then let me ask you this. You find a man, pox-ridden, living in filth, incurable of the ailments he has. Which is the more merciful choice? To better his position? Ease his suffering, though he will continue to suffer as best you can? Or to erase his suffering completely by ending his life? Would some not say that is a greater mercy? I suppose some would. In fact, I know that many in my party would say the latter is the right option. However, if it were up to me, it seems that the former is the right option. We cannot control the outcomes, but we can help to alleviate some of the suffering that others face. Am I wrong? Remember then that I am the embodiment of virtue and mercy, the personification of these qualities. One should not act without the other, for one without the other will quickly go astray. I believe I can help you, and you me. If you wish to take upon this burden, 
I will grant you my gift, and you shall become my godborn. Nothing would delight me more. I would not be so eager, however, to accept, Mick, before you have heard the full extent of my terms. Funny enough, I was just about to ask you about that. You will sever all ties to the world you came from. Accessing its magics will no longer be available to you, though you will gain power in the form of renewed intent. The form you currently have will be shaken off and a new one given to you. I will allow you to choose what form that is, but the abilities that your old self possessed will be lost. The face you wear as my godborn will be the one you will be known as for the rest of your life. Upon hearing those words, Mick is, that's really going to just kind of stab him in the heart because he realizes that and that would probably be the outcome. Um, but he's become very accustomed to having his changeling abilities and uh, it breeds some great sadness. Um, yeah, so Mick's going to be really saddened and disheartened by that and will kind of um, sink within himself for a second. But then we'll lift up his head and we'll say, I've already made my decision. I will become your godborn. Then what form will you assume? I have chosen. Very well. Then take upon thyself my gift and become my godborn. And another flash of light, Delagast, vanishes, and you hear only this faint whisper on the wind before time resumes. Grant this servant of Vale mercy in whichever way you shall deem it. And then time ramps up back to normal speed, and everyone that was previously looking at Mick as they knew him, this Talic figure... What do they see now? They see now not a man, but a woman at this time. And he has chosen to look similar to somebody who is from Imera in honor of Ephron. Very well. That's what everyone sees. Female Ephron. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just going to come out and say if it's female Ephron, she's kind of hot. So. <laughs> 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 it's the beard. <laughs> Seeing this figure before her, you see Quenberg just blanch. And she mutters something to herself, and then she reaches a hand forward to you, Mick, and she says, You are the striking image of her. As a left. She looks down at Mick and says, Then you are here to kill me, are you not? If you're willing for us to do that, to relieve you of your suffering. Suffering indeed, yes. However, you have proven something to me. That the gods are more fickle than I imagined. And that fate may be more malleable than I perceived. I am in pain, yes unimaginably so but seeing your countenance has brought forth a strange remembrance my namesake for one but also a desire 
something I harbored before my daughter was taken from me. You seek the destruction of the world, do you not? She peers out amongst the lot of you. Quite the opposite, actually. We seek to preserve and save the world, as it were. At this point, with that line, that is when Kelnias and Dom find their way into the chamber, so the two of them do hear the tail end of that, and the lot of you then hear Kelnias go, Oh, good, I was beginning to think we had gone off the deep end. (laughs) (laughs) Now she thinks that. (laughs) To some degree, though, we do seek a destruction of the world as we know it. Semantics are useless here. I want to see it burn, to see it gone. The gods and all who enabled them must suffer for what they've done to me. I may be chained to Vale, but some of my bonds have been loosened. Yes, simply by knowing who I am. She just like looks at her hand, her palm, the back of her hand. I am Ortariel. And at this, you actually hear like this cacophonous shatter ring throughout the chamber. This strange ethereal noise. And nothing makes it in particular. But you feel this this pressure, this wave of energy just come off of this woman that you've known as Quenberg. And she looks at the ground and picks up something that you can't see. And then she just crumbles it in her hand. And she says, my shackle. One pair, at least. The others will come in time. Kind of with his hand on the pummel of his sword, Landir says to Quenberg, So do you want us to kill you or not? I did. I wanted nothing more than to be released from my prison in the most final way possible, and to rejoin the spirit of my daughter. But now that I can see at least the form of her reborn... Why not her spirit also? You, she looks at Mick, present a fine vessel, a perfect vessel for her. I give you all this now, a choice. Your newly arrived friends as well. Leave her with me, she motions to Mick, and you may all go on your way. In fact, I will even point you in the direction of the heart of the void. Tell you exactly where it is, where you must look. Leave me, and never return. Do you honestly think we would agree to that? Turning to Val, Rolandir just puts his hand up, and he says, I think the good lady Quenberg presents a possible solution to our problem here. And he just kind of shoots him a glare with, like, white eyes. He's turning away from Quenberg right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think... Quenberg was my chained name. I am Ortariel. My apologies, Ortariel. Yes. I think if Ortariel is willing to disclose to us the location, perhaps an arrangement can be made. Val just looks at him and says, She is not that stupid, Rolandir. You could have at least let me suggest it. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there before. You'll never get her back no matter how hard you try. At that, Rolandir, like, he's going to draw his sword and start charging towards the, the lady formerly known as Quemberg. All right. Roll initiative. Mick got 21. 16 for Val. Rolandir got 6. 23 for Brynir. 12 for Vamak. 
Dominique uh, got nine. It will go a player, Ortariel, a player, Luna, a player, or Ortariel, a player, Kelnase, a player, Ortariel, and the last player. No. Too many turns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a player and then something else. And then a, player. a nice little Oreo sandwich. Cool. Who's going first? Uh, well, there's somebody with a sword that's charging. <laughs> probably that guy. He probably would be first. That seems fair. Dom probably is barely gaining grasping the situation as he once again just sees her land here. Though I will say, for for Dom's sake, just he, the last thing that he saw coming, or the first thing he saw coming into this room was Rolander saying, "We don't want to destroy the world." And then they were offered a deal with the devil and they turned it down. So <laughs> it's like we're in a new light. I feel like that would curry some favor. We're good, right? Brett, I might be close enough to Rolander to do something very helpful for you if you would like me to go first. It could be a long ways from where he was talking to you to Artariel. <laughs> That's so true. As soon as you saw Rolander doing something impulsive, you know, you, you could have had that in your back pocket. So um, I'd, I'd say go for it. That sounds. Okay. Part of the course. Cool. Val will go first. Um, he is going to just hurry to catch up to Rolandir, slap him on the back of the head, and cast haste. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you get an AC bump and an extra action. Hallelujah! I need that AC bump and advantage on a few things. And then I'm gonna go backwards away from uh, Ortaria here. <laughs> okay. She is going to use her action to transform. Her clothes and her skin just are shed from her form as this roiling mass of shadow and tendrils like a thousand wriggling snakes and worms coil together to form this beast that erupts from where Ortariel was standing. This massive three-headed dragon-like thing. Oh, nuts. We should have death warded up before coming in here. Who's next? I think this would be Rolandir. So, feeling invigorated from this haste slap on the back of the head from Val, Rolandir is going to quicken his step, and he will be charging in for an attack. Oh, so close. Alright, his uh, first attack comes in with a 13. That will miss. As I thought. So he's a little thrown off by this immediate increase to his speed, and it kind of miscalculates the uh, approach angle and misses his first swing. But he's pretty quick to realign himself, and he comes back in with a 21. That will hit. This attack lands for 44 damage. As he's kind of still testing the waters, feeling the impact of his sword into this beast's flesh. So using the uh, extra momentum, he's going to attack once again. And this is a 27. That will hit. 42 damage. So getting two quick slashes in there. He's going to give a little one-two slice of Rooney and use whatever movement he can <laughs> to put a little bit of distance between himself and the beast. Luna, seeing this form erupt, this disgusting beast, she looks around to who's ever closest to her and says, Oh! What what should I do? Uh, kill it. <laughs> <laughs> Luna conjures a jet of flame that streaks up and burns a line across this creature, Ortariel's body, and then she retreats back to where Val is. It's a player's turn. 
Dom, upon seeing what is basically the devil to him, this being of a form sort of pustulant, upon seeing this, he's just like, I'm fighting the literal devil. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) But he sort of steals himself. He's like, I might not agree with most of what these people say, but at least this is one fight I can get invested in. (laughs) And he's going to shoulder his little rifle. Does an 18 hit. It does. Dealing 23 damage. There's a thunderous crack as steel hits steel, forcing this small ball flying forward. But, you know, it penetrates this pustulant mass, but it's kind of hard to see what it can really do as it's it just kind of absorbs it. But he's standing firm. He's reloading, getting ready to go round two. There's this burst of worms and black blood as this shot impacts Otariel, and these three heads rear up and give this roar. And then right at her feet, she breathes just this wave of white and black flame that spreads across basically the entirety of the room. Everyone should make dexterity saving throws. I got a 21, Ryan. Rolandier also got a 21. Calc 20 for Val. 25 for Brynir. Bramp, bramp, 9 for Vamok. 14 for Mick. Luna and Kelney succeed as well. Everyone who succeeded will take 30 damage, and everyone who failed will take 60. What's the succeeding number? Oh, if you got 20 or more. If she's really trying to preserve this body that Mick is in, she's not doing a good job. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just res her when she's dead. (laughs) Yeah. My daughter, this birth husk, (laughs) is like I'll glow in an Aunt Baru. Like, oh, oh, so beautiful. (laughs) Spinning image. Uh, that will not incur wounds for anyone. Oh, cool. I don't know. Is it a player's turn? It is a player's turn. Brynir would love to go. Do it. And he wants to enter rage. Do it! Like a bamf. All right, he's going to enter rage, and then he's going to freaking charge these big dragon-like heads and try to stab one with his spear right in the neck. I'm assuming since Ammon's hit, a 30 hits, and that's going to deal 49 damage in a, a variety of radiant cold and slashing damage. Wouldn't it be piercing if it's a spear? Uh, Piercing, you're right. And then I assume a 27 hits as well? It does. And that one's going to be 14. (laughs) Hits once really hard and then pink. Uh, Kelnias is going to go. She, still standing next to Dom, is like, well, that's something. And she'll draw her knives and poof out of existence, and then poof back into existence above Ortariel and land on her back. I guess V-Man's got something. He's got something queued up. He takes a little step forward ahead of Dom, and you see him, he has grown more feral, more ferocious as he takes on his form of dread. And there's no point in saving this one for later. He's going to go ahead and cast Finger of Death, and you must make a constitution saving throw. 18 is the number to beat. 12. Woo-wee. And necrotic energy that kind of bursts out of some of the pus-filled boils on one of his arms coalesces, and it shoots into this disgusting beam of necrotic energy that deals 74 damage as it impacts one of these dragon heads right in the eye, giving a serious case of Pinka. <laughs> the worst can I just give all my turns to Vamok? Can you just keep blasting it? Sandy? That was that was the one. I, I have that spell once. <laughs> <laughs> Ortariel 
reeling in pain from this attack after having flooded this room with fire. There are small fires burning like intermittently throughout this room now, casting these eerie shadows all around you. These flames still burning white and black. You see that same flame burn in her eyes as these three heads narrow in on Val. Oh no. <laughs> Thank goodness Val's a tanky wizard. Vamok. Thank goodness I got temp HP from Foreman Dread. <laughs> and Brynir. These heads extend way beyond what should be, you know, conventionally possible. As these heads reach out and snap their jaws closed over these three individuals, the heads and these extended necks just like snap and explode in this burst of worms and pus and maggots, all black, that then just sinks into the ground as these heads will then reform on her body proper. But each of you uh, is going to take a bit of damage from that. I imagine so. Probably like four I think four damage, that seems adequate. I like that. That seems fair. You'll each take 92 damage. Oh, boy! And these these will incur wounds. (laughs) That is one below my lethal wound threshold. (laughs) I am almost dead anyways, though, so I don't know that it matters. That's a major wound for Brynjir. Well, shoot, that's a... I'll come right out and say it. That's a lethal wound for Vamak. <laughs> he got brought down to seven H. Wait, actually, no, because it chews through the temp HP first. Uh, it's just a major wound. <laughs> nice. Nicely done, everyone. All three of you are lacerated as this just explosion of teeth and shadow shatters upon you. You will take a persistent... 10 damage every turn, decaying by one each turn. If, if we're lacerated, can I say Vamok doesn't take ongoing damage on account of being musty and having not enough blood to be <laughs> On account of being crypt ridden, I would like to make a case. Alright, it is the last player's turn in the set. And, and that will be Mick. Save us, Mick. <laughs> Mickey! We might be underleveled for this, guys. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Do you think so? Is there a slime that we can hit and level up real quick? We need to get more treasure. Let's just load load the last checkpoint before the cutscene. We're going to choose a different option. Sorry, Mick, we're giving you up. <laughs> Mick would like to, if it's not going to hit, if in his best judgment, if it's not going to hit his companions would like to cast Firebolt uh, towards Lady Otariel and up towards Lady Otariel so it isn't they're not in the way. Firebolt or Fireball? Firebolt. That doesn't do area damage. Oh it doesn't? Okay good. Swell. Mick would like to use Intent in order to cast kind of the equivalent of Firebolt but a ray of fire towards up towards Otariel like what Luna did. Roll two D100. I rolled a 78 and a 22. Flames erupt from your hand, but sputter in the air as they just kind of rain down. And then Mick says, sorry, everyone, I'm still getting the hang of this. And then (laughs) go to the next person. Ortariel looks down at you and says, do not worry. And you hear this weird, like reverberating, warbling voice of hers coming from this dragon creature. You will not strike your mother. We are one child. 
Wow.